0: Audio Frontier.
2: It's Wrestling Daft, it is The Marks. We are back after a week off. Apologies for that. I was a wee bit under the weather last week, but I'm feeling all right now. I am, of course, John. Hail from Laver. I'm weighing at 184 pounds. I think it might be 183 now. I've been watching what I eat and doing a bit more exercise. And a man that has been exercising across the golf course, uh, and he's bigger than the list. The list of charges that Buff Bagwell is currently facing—it's uh, big, Alex.
1: I'm not quite as big as how much I'm putting over your new beard this week, John, for our for our video listeners.
2: Oh, do you do I? I I'm just—it's cut. Do you know what it is? I've had a haircut, and it kind of accentuates the beard.
1: I hope you don't have an advert for either Harry's or for Manscaped during this podcast, no, we, or else you might be you might be throwing <laughs> yourself off a little bit there.
2: We, we don't. We don't. I, I just just read in, the, in the charges that Buff Bagwell is under. However, if you want to hear them, here we go. Misty uh, misdemeanor driving under influence of drugs, misdemeanor open container violation, four misdemeanor charges of hit and run, misdemeanor speeding, misdemeanor failing to yield when entering intersection, misdemeanor giving false name, address, or birth date to law enforcement officer, three charges of falling too closely misdemeanor reckless driving misdemeanor driving within a gore or median or emergency lane misdemeanor duty upon striking a fixed object misdemeanor driving on the wrong side of the roadway and misdemeanor license to be carried and exhibited on demand
1: so hang on how many in, in what span of time did he rack up all of these charges i think i like, was
2: just that was just within like 10, 10 minutes. minutes one incident i yeah. well played buff that is pretty good going at <laughs> uh, that man you just heard there he's been loving Eurovision. revision this weekend love it he's been tweeting all about Eurovision it is of course Inside the Ropes lead writer it's Gary
3: Cassidy Aye and this week I'm afraid to say we both look like a shite tag team with Alex as our faction leader because we've both got black and white shirts on and uh, they're kind of similar in some way so that's depressed me straight off the bat so uh, before we even get me talking about Raw
2: which is always good Alex is kind of looking for those that aren't watching he's kind of like sitting there with a cup of tea with a big grandpa cardigan it would be a really fucking shit faction I'll be honest with you <laughs> I don't know what we're, what kind of image we're going average,
1: average, Averagely dressed men do you know it's just
2: <laughs> Aye I like that ADM that's our, that's our faction Averagely dressed man, men like so There's
3: already the, an ICW EDM guy burn. called ADM so, Ah uh, damn it I they've got the trademark got a, already. Alexander
2: Darwin McAllen. <laughs> oh, bugger, I will Never <laughs> mind uh, Right, let's say uh, Before we get in We missed last week So let's just touch on A couple of points That we missed Because we missed last week uh, First of all WrestleMania Backlash Thoughts, anyone?
4: Good, I we're the one what, about I've it? Was the
1: one
3: it? It was good I, um, uh, the, the one thing that I like being Unpopular opinion guys So the one thing I'm going to say about it is I'm not going to do An unpopular opinion On uh, Cesaro Reigns Because that was brilliant um, My unpopular opinion is The zombie shite was alright
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't see the
3: problem with it. Um, for me, the main thing about it is I didn't watch it live, and obviously the zombie thing was the big talking point. And I know that a lot of people hated it. I heard Rab saying it on the main show. He's like, how can people say it's unrealistic with a Fiend and Alexa Bliss, which i spot that. on? Um, yeah. But the main thing for me, if that is the thing that is the worst thing about that pay-per-view, which it was because all the matches were brilliant, if that's the worst thing about that pay-per-view and one, it earned them over a million dollars to have that match on the pay-per-view, and two, it got people talking and watching a pay-per-view that the rest of the pay-per-view was brilliant. Genius. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. Merad Wilson. Well, the, the other thing was they used the right characters for it as well, didn't they? Like, I mean, it, The Miz is the perfect the perfect foil for that, for that shtick, and you can't really right. blame them, considering the link to the film is also wrestling-related. So, I mean, it is, does all tie together in a loop. And, and the I mean, narration at
3: out, the start was great as well. Well a bit he's studying the narration for the pay-per-view.
2: So. Yeah, oh, the, the intro was really good. Aye. I do you not know, feel a bit sorry for Damien Priest, though. He's been called up to the main roster, saddled with a celebrity, which we all talked about WrestleMania was was great, the match was fantastic, and now he's in this fucking angle with zombies in his next pay-per-view.
3: Honestly, I think it's brilliant. Uh, I'd prefer he was doing that than what Keith Lee is not doing. So, uh, yeah, so I, a- I, I, think, and I honestly think the guy, because he's done the bad bunny stuff and because he's done this, he's got away with base without looking like a comedy character. He, he's thrown tomatoes without looking like a comedy character. I think that now has shown that he can be a serious guy that can still do the comedy stuff without being made a joke, and I think he will end up quite high in the card going forward. So.
1: Yep. he's lucky it hasn't. That he's right, what Gary says, and he's not the type. He's not trans. His character hasn't transitioned into a joke. Like he still has reputation, and totally agree with that. Very good point.
2: Yeah, good good matches on the card as well. I thought uh, the tag match, and you know, it just a shame. I thought it was I thought there was some brilliant stories told on the pay per view as a whole. I thought you know Ray and Dominic winning the the tag titles, and uh, it's just a shame there was obviously no audience there for them. But I thought there was a really nice story told in that
3: match. It was also long overdue, yeah, very long overdue. But I'm glad it happened, and the story was nice. I was a little bit fearful that, like, it was the most predictable story, and I always say predictable is good when it's when it is good. Uh, but I was a wee bit fearful they were going to do all that, and still have Ziglom routine. retain. <laughs> but obviously, uh, obviously, they did this, so it was fine.
1: Well, it comes yeah. back to what John said there about the crowd. It's as if they've they've had a year to wait. It's why have they pulled the trigger now if they really wanted a crowd for it when SummerSlam is not that far away? Money so, in the Bank's going to have fans as well. Yeah, oh. so exactly. So the, uh, it's, it seems they've maybe got past the stage of saving certain things for a crowd. Although I did read this week that obviously they're saving edge for a crowd. So everything I said is probably uh, not.
3: And Sasha Banks is also advertised and John Cena is rumored.
1: So. You mean John Cena, the new host of Total Wipeout? John
3: Cena, who offended the entire nation of China and then had to apologize in Mandarin. Yes, that same John Cena.
5: Yeah.
3: Is it a potential match of the year, candidate gentlemen? I am putting
2: towards you Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. That was a fucking great match.
1: It was brilliant. Oh, yeah. You on.
3: Yeah. I, I my, my match of the year, I think, is still Bailey Banks. Um, I think that was brilliant. But also, I would say that you know, Reigns has been involved in a fair few of them as well. Yeah. Walter Champa, Walter Rampage. I, I think there's a load of, a load of brilliant matches. I mean quite a lot that was on that WrestleMania week would uh would be up there for me. And that's before we even look at AEW. So I I, I don't know. I I hate match of the year candidate now because I think there's always about 10 match of the years every year yeah. now. So <laughs> but match of the month definitely match of the month definitely match of the month. <laughs> match of the month and uh, obviously
2: uh, Bobby retaining um, which is going to be interesting to see where they'll go with him next um, do you think it's time that Drew stepped away from the title picture? aye could, could
1: uh, you two handle it though because every week it's when should Drew get the belt back so I'm not sure if Scotland as a whole could handle it
3: I, I really want him to be Moving on to Smackdown and Challenge, uh, put back in the title picture, have him challenging Drew, Mac- uh, challenging Drew McIntyre, challenging Roman Reigns, because that, what they done last year, their match was brilliant. Uh, and I think there's a programme to be told, a programme to be told there. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind Drew just being away for the title for a bit, because while I love him being in the title picture, I get that people for Scotland might know, and it might be that thing where we are like, oh, we almost want him to win. And then other people might get sick of it and it might be detrimental long run for
1: them. So could we could we add can I enter, could I add a small request or Could we like could he get the belt back for like the week of the beginning of the Euros for like a, bit, a little bit of Scottish motivation so he can walk in and hand them with the belt? And then he can drop it the next night for a like here. I just just kind of want that to happen before we <laughs> get all, crushed right. for the rest of the tournament.
3: Although no, 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 we will be sending a, a belt to Hamden with custom side plates at the end of the uh, start of July, July twelfth. So Am get too ahead
1: of ourselves, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> Best third I, place Andy finish, Robertson. That's what we're here
3: for. Andy Robertson walking
1: out
2: at Hamden with the title, the Scottish, the World Heavyweight Championship aloft over his head. You
3: know, and. His, I'm, I'm, Cool. If England win, the annoying thing is Phil Foden's a massive wrestling fan and has it's won a... the, the championship belt at like Man City celebrations and stuff. So, um, aye, it's right. not looking good.
2: Not looking good at all.
3: Um, right,
2: okay. Uh, the other thing that's happened uh, over the big wrestling news of the last week or so was the NXT releases. Uh, Run through the names here. There's a couple of standouts. um, Drake Wurst, Alexander Wolfe, Jessamine Duke, Vanessa Bourne, Skylar Story, Ezra Judge, Kavati Debbie and ref Jake Clemens. And to add to that list, which happened after, was, of course, Velveteen Dream. What are the standout names from that list to you guys? I always think Jessamine
1: Duke, considering how herself and Marina Shafir were Always kind of there with Baszler and the Four Horsewoman versus Four Horsewoman Dream. I mean, I know she was very green and they never really developed, but I just thought that was one they would have kept around for the Four Horsewoman dream or the eight horsewoman dream. Is that what we'd call it? Jessamine Duke's an odd one because I don't know if she's
3: gone completely because she was doing stuff with up, up, down, down. Um so I don't know if she's still contracted in that way, and it's maybe just her in-ring contract has gone. Have they,
1: have WWE taken full, yes, because they've taken control of all third-party socials so they'd now own up, up, down, down. Up, up. I, I, it's,
3: a bit, it's an odd situation but I know she was doing a lot of work with that which is why we've only seen her in the ring. Um, but for me, the standout on the wrong end is definitely Velveteen Dream because everybody was expecting it. I'm not on the wrong end of them getting rid of him because if he's guilty, it's definitely right they get rid of him. Um, but that's a standout just because Everybody's been waiting for it to happen for the best part of two years. Yeah, he put a, a lengthy statement, which I know we're wow. probably not going to be reading a lot. of But the, the 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 wee bit that came for it was I didn't address these because I was keeping Kaveh alive, and it's like come on, oh, <laughs> like yeah. the more, like it, either that is the most like ill thought out thing ever, or it's the worst excuse ever. It's one of the two. Um, but the the actual standout ones for me would be um, eh, Kavita Devi, I think she's called because she had a ridiculous amount of views on YouTube for a May Young Classic match. And I just thought they were going to take advantage of that as, you know, first Indian female performer in the company or that kind of thing. Um, Brandy Lauren, I think, is Skylar story or Ava story because she only got hired last year. She was in a match on Raw Underground and then she was one of the hot tub girls with they the main priest and she had a big future ahead of her. Um, she's gone and then, obviously, the one that we need to mention is Alexander Wolf. Yeah. biggest mess that WWE are ever going to have is what we're obliged to say uh, <laughs> at this time um, but I got to speak to him in that chat I believe will be later on in the show it certainly will be a we'll catch up with Gary to see what
2: he had we're to say. still
1: on the NXT releases how do we feel about the rumours that potentially NXT UK is next on the chopping block with the UK furlough scheme it's starting to wind down a little bit it's just all just sheer speculation
3: It's a bit of an odd one because whenever this has came up before, the thing that I've always been told is that the UK contracts are so low because obviously they don't involve touring or anything like that. Mm -hmm. At the moment, like the base rate is just they turn up for tapings. I've always been told that's so low that it wouldn't really make a dent in any finances anyway. Uh, But at the same time, you know, things change and obviously people, you know, employees have lost their jobs in WWE. So maybe it's a thing. Uh, I don't know. I I don't know how... (laughs) <laughs> how, how much it would affect anything because i know that wwe in terms of the uk use a lot of non-contracted talent anyway
2: mm. yeah i'll be interesting to see i mean obviously when we get out of this you know there's money to be made i guess by nxt uk because you would go and watch an nxt uk tune sure if it if it yeah, turns yeah. up at a brayhead head or what have you you know some great talent in there as well you know obviously a lot of the icw guys have ended up there shaz down there as well and you know a lot of them could be absorbed by the nxt main roster as well uh interesting to see we've got actually some news um in the news coming up with gary about uh, nxt and potential uh some uh movement there as well so it might be again it's just like that it's almost like you know it's like the, the scottish football league when it's like the the lower leagues feeding into the main system nxt nxt uk so yeah, we'll wait and see, but fingers crossed. I mean, you'd obviously be very sad because a lot of good guys making money in that company. So fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, well, Alexander, we'll, uh, we'll find out more about his release uh, a bit later on. Um, we'll, of course, be budding and putting over stuff from the big shows. And a tag team of it's only a solo run this week is uh, Bronze Cello, who's normally a part of the new age mark laws, is working. So, Rico, that's not a very sexy reason for I should have made up some... He's, like, out-injured or, like, you know, he's in catering or whatever, but, no, he's working. So, uh, it's Rico on his own, taking over SmackDown as we look back at the big TV shows. Um, Gary, before I cut a promo, though, it would be... I, we need to ask... We've been waiting two weeks now. Do we have a joke of the week? Of course we're
3: there. Yes! We're there. So... <laughs> it's not a good one, I should set it up by saying that it's Is not it based one.
2: around Eurovision
3: after you won No, it, it is not It is not. Um, but I don't know if you know that the Ultimate Warrior Used to be a bodybuilder No, I did not know that Aye, so I wrote a wee article about it And it turns out he did used to be a bodybuilder before he joined WWE it Entered a lot of competitions um, But I don't think he won any as, as far as I know, he was finishing second Every single time um, Back then he was called the Penultimate Warrior <laughs>
2: There we go, Uh, joke of the week Delivered beautifully by Gary And now, let's just cut a promo
0: I have A lot of things I want to get off my chest
2: Right, it's time to cut a promo Now, I was going to I was warned before I cut this promo That if it's about Eurovision The two guys I'm with would walk You're saying you you guys loved Eurovision I have to say, I I, I did watch it at the weekend What was your favourite act on Eurovision, guys?
1: Oh, either Lithuania or um, what was the Danish one that was, it wasn't Danish, it was the Scandinavian one that was just (laughs) the Icelandic one that was the folk that couldn't actually perform
3: due to COVID, positive COVID test.
1: No, there was the the woman that was just like the, uh... I will oh,
3: find you, it Ukraine the, the mad. Yeah, one Ukraine, that, was, Ukraine. Ah, that, that one made me feel like I was going to have a heart attack yeah, she that was is a horrible, all the right uh, kinds of scary uh, <sighs> ah, no for me it was Cyprus the El Diablo one because if you're putting on any Satan worship and then in, in Eurovision I'm going to be voting for that uh, but also <laughs> Iceland and Finland Iceland just because they um, they had that that weird uh, kind of awkward pop number in Finland because they were emos
1: so but did uh. you see that Serbia also has cloned Shakira three times and two of them will they do nothing and,
3: and me fuck off me young
2: son
1: was it France that had <laughs> me young son turn up no it was a,
3: it was Germany with I I don't feel hate.
1: Uh, and Pitbull <laughs> Pitbull was in it why the fuck is Pitbull in the Eurovision Song Contest no I no, for either, for either. For either. I don't was, know the difference Done... I,
3: and, and was a enhancement talent as well on the
2: job
3: something awful. I know. Before I do the job at Eurovision, brilliant. Um, right,
2: but yeah, no, I'm not going to cut a promo on Eurovision because I actually I got very drunk and quite enjoyed it on Saturday night. So uh, what I'm going to cut a promo on, however, is goldfish. Right, I've got two goldfish. Okay, now in the meantime, we bought this gold these goldfish. Now this is going on. Four or five years now. I they're they're just useless. Goldfish are just useless, right? They're nothing but a pain because you have to clean the tank, you have to do everything, and they do nothing. They just float about and just go bob bob bob. Now you know I, these were a short term solution in the pet department for my children. And in the meantime, in four years, yeah, well, we've got a dog now. So we, we've got. A do- I love the dog. The Dog's the best, Barney. What's a such a handsome Labrador? Beautiful dog anyway the goldfish are still alive
3: and they're like that's an accomplishment in itself because when you say four or five years i'm like how the fuck do you get the longest
2: surviving goldfish i have never known goldfish to survive as long as this i don't know what i'm doing right but they're still alive and you know you don't want to i'm you know i don't want to see anything die in this world but you know you think goldfish have a lifespan and now i've got the dog we don't really need the goldfish Alex, would you like to have a goldfish for no, you? No, I've
1: got two and I don't want them either.
2: <laughs> right. They're annoying, aren't they? they? They're just like these goldfish are like the Highlander of, emo- right.
1: of, of um, goldfish. I'll tell you what to do. Do what I do, right? So basically, my goldfish now live in what I call my space dog tank. So I was getting really bored of my goldfish. So I went on eBay and I found that someone had made a replica of an AT80. <laughs> or a space dog for marketing reasons. It's the size of my tank that I purchased. And so the fish now just live in the 80s, in the 80s, 80s tank. What, what, the, are you talking like the Atat from Star Wars? Yeah, I will take a photo of it you and show it. I will take a Please, photo of it Please do the wrestling
2: daft Twitter need to see the goldfish in the Atat. That isn't... Now Now I'm...
3: I'm actually, I'm, I'm definitely invested in the goldfish now. Although I heard that they've all got the same favourite wrestler. I heard yeah. they all love Bobby Fish. <sighs> You've had your joke
2: moment, Gary. This is my moment now.
3: Anyway, Goldfish, get in the bin or down the toilet. <laughs> they also like uh, Shots a Black Hart because she's got a tank. Brilliant. Just keep sharp <laughs> now. Just shut up.
2: <laughs> is that part of the show where we look back at the big TV shows of the week um, as we bury and put over stuff from them? Um, Myself, I represent NXT, Alex represents AEW, Gary represents Raw, and we have our listeners who come on every week um, to represent SmackDown. They have been the champions on this section of the show for some time now. It's the New Age Mark Clause. however, however, Bronze Chill is missing from the tag team. So this is... Kind of like, you know, when uh, a tag team, one of them gets injured backstage and the other person has to come and defend in a handicap match. He was actually referring to himself as Kane just before we came on here. Is <laughs> it uh,
5: Rico, how you doing, pal? I'm right, embarrassed now, but thanks for that. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I feel funny. like I, I feel like I have to I have to put out a challenge, throw down a gauntlet. I know Go a down. lot of a lot of listeners are from Glasgow, so you want to come in. Be somebody who thinks salt and sauce is far superior to salt and vinegar. Come on on. Like, yeah.
2: Challenge us. If if you want a shot at the title it is there for, if you want to be our guest murder of the week, that's the type, the challenge being thrown down. I have to however say I'm a salt and sauce guy, man. I'm with you. I am a salt and sauce guy. That The, the two over there uh,
1: will be shaking their heads in disgust. Ah. Do you like chippy sauce though? I have it either way. It's not my favourite, but I like my chips European, mate. So you'll just be oh, so you'll be many, manyies, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, I'm a Belgian guy.
3: Yeah, I, 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 I think the chips are the worst part of a chippy. In all honesty, usually I, I'm I'm like pizza crunch guy. So I'm full glass which is even more. Oh, you're few, do you you go for a full pizza crunch supper? Oh, aye, pizza crunch all the time. That's uh, nothing beats a pizza crunch. If you're gonna if you're gonna date, right, I date right, quite right, quite right. I'm the, I'm, king rib i quite like
2: a king rib but oh, 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 oh. it's not chippy daft we'll get into back into the wrestling now
3: so uh but this was... is just like a uh, rico being here because chips has a uh, burst out of chips cheese and donald meets faction and there's a gun the... <laughs> this is true this is true there we go tie
2: it back in well played gary uh right okay let's kick off then uh with the shows and I, I, I always keep forgetting it's back to me because it was last tuesday night NXT, we're recording on a Tuesday, so the next episode is about to come on. And let's go back to the um lots of good things to talk about. Good show overall. We had Bronson Reed picking up the North American Championship. We had the kind of debut of Hit Row, another excellent showing from sari um Thatcher and Champa. That story continues there. And Zoe Stark, Tony Storm, great opener to the show. So um it was a Decent enough NXT um, First, as you know, as is now tradition We have to go to Fashion Corner Immediately And we need to put over Robert Stone's Purple fedora He was wearing a fantastic purple suit Complete with a purple fedora So, digging that Not many people can pull off a hat Like, for example, Kyle O'Reilly Robert Stone is certainly a man That can pull off Because it's just heel, isn't it? It's just heel
3: A hat's heel Hat equals heel Particularly when you call it a fedora, because no na- good guy wears a fedora. That's just laughing. Exactly. Hold on, hold on.
2: It was The man from Del Monte, he was a good guy. <sighs> ah, it's still...
1: I don't know, because was Del Monte not done for some kind of, like, poor um, ethical trade things? Like Del <laughs> <Monte's>? well, okay, <laughs> it was, It's it, giving me Nestle fucking vibes, man. Was,
2: So you're trying to say the man from Del Monte's heel? <laughs> Oh, he's yeah, Googling mate, away, no, he's, he's Googling away, right, okay, yeah. we're going for the What where, where do you stand in the milk tray, man? Is he
3: heel as well, or is he fake?
1: <laughs> I don't know what the milk tray, man, is. Oh, sorry. I was going go to say, I,
3: I briefly, I only remember You're that from watching old adverts in, in, in an advertising class in uni, so I don't even really Right, okay, okay, man. right, okay, sorry. Just,
5: just, I've, I've, I've... sort of been around people's houses and gave Chocolates. And, like, to... I feel like he was a heel, he's probably a homewrecker.
2: what i'm just trying to think of other famous see i'm i'm at an age i'm pointing to the wrong audience here because i was going to go to the next advert and the guy that comes around for coffee and stuff but won't get into anyway robert robert stone's hat fantastic loving it Uh, and gonna put over gargano's new gear as well he's wearing a kind of Blue and yellow ring gear. It's probably an ode to some sort of computer game or dragon. It'll be Ball. an X Men reference. Wolverine was the oh,
3: yeah, First thing I was thinking.
2: Yeah, it was. It was. probably Wolverine. Um, so yeah, loving that new ring gear from Gargano. So um, and he was in the main event. Um, but yeah, let's um start with a quick put over and let's put over Ever Rise. Their banner fantastic. I've not seen what they do. What they do on. Um, their kind of weekly show, which they've kind of been, it's been, but they, the backstage skits and stuff, where they just kick about with mugs of coffee and stuff and just get involved. They're really good. They're like good comedy banter. They, you know, I don't know where uh, Bizango are at the moment, but they're kind of a, a good comedy foil tag team. And I like the. Kevin Owens
3: and- absolutely loves them. Kevin Owens is always talking about them on every, like, the bump and everything he's yeah. on. Yeah. The- and I, they're brilliant. They're like, they remind me so much of Pretty Deadly for NXT UK or the way they were before they actually got like a wee push where it's like, they're like one of WWE's best kept secrets because they're brilliant when you see them. You just don't see them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no they're really good. I like their battle, So I'm going to put them over. I want to see more of what they can do. So yeah, let's put over. There. Let's go to a, a, a quick buddy. Um, Pete Dunne did a sit-down interview. Um and it was—he came across as a face. Now I don't know. It was a bit. It was kind of quite serious, and um, it, yeah, it was quite facey. And I was just like, it was just a bit of kind of misdirection of his character for where it's been going recently. So I'm not quite sure what they're doing there, but it's kind of mixing up the the character. Um, Another buddy, which obviously we'll come on to a bit later on the show, when we when we get Gary's interview with Alexander Wolf. Now, Gary, you'll be able to tell before we hear the interview. I'm assuming he didn't know he was he
3: was released at that point when they recorded it. Nope, Uh, that was my main question because I was like, it seemed like a a writing off TV moment because it was against his former tag team partner, you know, or former sanity partner and then written off by his two current faction, or not current, but what was his current faction mates? So I was like, surely he knew, but he said, no, I had no idea. Um, But he said, and you'll hear it later in the interview, that when he looks back, even over the past two uh, weeks or three weeks, not just what was happening on TV, what was happening backstage, kind of led them to believe that, oh, they must have known that I was going to be on the way out. Um, but it wasn't actually released. His contract was up next month. Yeah. Um, and he was just told they wouldn't be used again. So he it, it kind of said that looking back, he does realise that they just gave him a good send-off, which, can not
2: argue? Yeah, so, yeah, just to show, I don't know if we're going next with Imperium, though. If, you know, if the if it's meant be the faction now, there's only the two of them in
3: the vault, I guess. But... Um, I yeah, would have loved to have seen Timothy Thatcher be part of it, but I'm not sure if he will, because he's with Champa. So.
2: Yeah, I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going. But yeah, I'm going to bury that, because it, yeah, it was just like it kind of went out in a bit, a bit of a whimper. And I can put a shout out to the acting of uh, The Lassie. It was quite a lot of skips. They did a salon scene. Um, the good thing about NXT, there's always something in there for everyone, and it's there's always a continuing story, which is, it kind of stands out in WWE TV, because it's always kind of looking forward and teasing forward to ongoing storylines, ongoing. so there was a whole scene where uh, dexter loomis was in a massage parlor and was massaging i hate what they're doing with his character but that's by the by but anyway uh, he was kind of massaging the hartwell and there was a whole scene with the credit card and it wouldn't be accepted the last he must be an enhancement challenge the talent that was playing the salon manager who didn't accept it. she was terrible her acting is awful Go back to the trainer on that one, love. Um, Sorry, that was really passionate. I really apologise for that. But yeah, she she needs acting classes. Um, Right, and uh, finally we'll go out on a put over... it's a terrible fucking name, right? It's a t- top door is a fucking terrible wrestling name, but he's part of the the hit row faction. Um That is it a good
1: rapper name, John, because that's the question here. Do you know what I mean? It needs to be a good rapper name, not a good wrestler name for shit, his current gimmick. Sh-
2: it's a shit rapper name as well, isn't it? <laughs> it's but yeah, he did this big double slam thing, which I've never seen before, where he had like one guy carry and then one guy in his shoulders and can slam them both down. He's a big guy as well. He'll he'll do all right. I want to see him be slapping meat with Bronson Reed at some point because that that big guys just slapping. That's what you want. For the video uh,
1: viewers, I see whenever you say slapping meat, can you do those hand movements again? Sorry, sorry,
2: Sorry. but yeah, I I'm all for big guys, big beefy guys like that, and um, I. Put I'm in a ring with Bronson Reed and you know good to see Bronson Reed walking away with the, the, the North American title as well because he's I think he's he's the kind of guy that Vince likes isn't he
3: don't see that they'll have Keith Lee and fuck that so uh, but I think he Ron- looks like such an old school like back in the 90s I'd have watched that guy and so Oof! He's just a big guy that's there to beat everybody up, and and Aye. like I, have not really noticed. I've not been paying attention recently, but I remember they done an, an incredible entrance with him, and it looked like it was like Godzilla where the buildings kind yes. of tumbling. Yep. Are they still doing that? Yeah, they're still that doing that I thought that was just
2: brilliant. His, en- his entrance is fin- is one of the best. It's it's fantastic, and they do a whole thing where he like stops the ground and the camera shakes, which I thought that's a nice Aye. little touch. To that I like what they've done Aye. there. Uh, so yeah, Bronson Reed, really, uh, good uh, match of the night. Let's go for. I, I really enjoyed Zoe Stark, Tony Storm. They opened the opening match. Tony Storm's got a new finisher, and it's fucking cool. It is. Yeah, I don't yeah. know how. I don't know how to explain it, but it's just fucking cool. And I've never seen it before. So yeah, I, I'm. Just, it's, the cage match was all right, but yeah, I'm going to go for Zoe Stark and Tony Storm. I mean, Zoe Stark's a real star. I mean, she's in a right kind of losing streak on at the moment, but. She's great. She's a real, real diamond as well. So, yeah, Zoe Stark, Tony Storm is going to be my match of the night. Right, AW time. We're almost at go home towards uh, double or nothing. Alex, what did you make of the show?
1: Well, I kind of have a big mishmash of notes since we weren't here last week. And there was something that happened last week that I need to talk about this week. Right. So I'm just going to give a collated for the last two weeks or something. I'm not sure. Right, straight to Fashion Corner. Mr. Nick Jackson is so far not just rocking the clothes look but has also managed to just rock the fuck boy look. There's something about the amount of face that he's pulling that he's just going with the clothes so much and I like that they've turned that into a storyline and that we had of course John and Eddie steal their shoes at the end of the show. So big up for that. Well done guys. I'm going to get my one negative out of the way as I only really have one thing to bury because the last couple of weeks of Dynamite have just been terrific. They've just kept like a serious roll on from blood and guts. Like last week felt like a pay-per-view again this week. Not so much. It was a little bit more down, but they're again, obviously building up for another big dynamite this Friday before double or nothing. So only negative for me, this fucking wrestling logic of if nobody wins the match, then nobody qualifies for the heavyweight title shot. And do you know, because the match was a draw or it was disqualified. Why is this always a trope? That's always used. It doesn't make any sense. You know, I just want
3: to—I uh, want to call back to that time that um, we all thought, or all of yous thought that um, it was a dead cert that yeah. pack was. No, and I was okay. like, no, maybe, maybe I tripled it. I did backtrack on it, but let's forget about that. But where I backtrack, <laughs> <save my prediction. laughs> right? Well, yeah, you can go
2: back. Listen to the last March podcast to see the guy. So, so does that
1: back. actually then? What what do I want to bury more? The fact that they did something unpredictable, or that I don't like what they've done with it? No, I think I think we're worse off than we thought we called it, and we've actually been played with a lot of storylines. So, yeah. looking back, that's more of a self-bury. Yeah, damn you, Gary, <laughs> your logic. Um, <laughs> But onto the positives. So I want to put over how well, or just the quality of the promo work that's been going on in Dynamite so far. I couldn't single out a single one, so I've got a list of some terrific people on the microphone that we've had the last couple of weeks. Got to start off with Cody. There's something about Cody, that microphone, and Daly's place, and the tears that come out of that man's eyes that just hit you. They hit you in the man feelings part, and it makes me want to cry with him. And I think we're all quite like. I'm kind of okay with the Anthony Gogo nationalism ridiculous storyline if we get this just for Cody's big patriotic moment, but I hope they do kind of tone it down a little bit after that. Um, I I
3: think, bold prediction, I think they're actually going to make this a Cody heel turn. I think we are going to, because a lot of people had a big problem with some of the content. I thought the promo delivery was amazing. And then when I seen people moaning about it, I was like, oh, maybe maybe they're going to actually turn them a wee bit heel with that because they went overly patriotic and some people and, and had it almost like Cody Rhodes was uh, curing racism <laughs> in some ways. Um, so I, I think I'm really hoping they do that because Ogogo, although he's starting to play up to the heel thing, he's very likable in terms of like
2: was he not putting over talk? the NH? Was he not putting over the NHS in a promo? Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a face.
3: Move. That's a face move, man. Uh, so I, I, think we're getting a very, very um, walk storyline happening where I think Cody Rhodes is going to be hated for being a patriot, and I hope they do that because I think it'll be quite different and actually quite good. Yeah, I was, well, is- I was
1: thinking that, that this was the first time we've seen him in civilian clothes. It's not a suit for literal years, and he was wearing that big horrible American patriotic jacket. So maybe, maybe that's a Whoa, thing.
2: Oh, It could be like the Lex Express.
1: <laughs> wow. I mean, there was a bus involved a couple of weeks Aye, ago. There was, was a bus. <laughs> <goes>. <laughs> um, Jericho's been still doing some phenomenal work. I think his quote from this week was, um, I will dance all over your face and piss all over your graves. Just just love it. Terrific acceptance speech. He also, also, did any of you catch his little moment with Malenko? No. So he said, um that's good coming from he said something, Malenko said something like, No, he said Malenko said something, he said, Oh, that's a compliment coming from the man of a thousand holes. And then he milenko goes, Oh, well, you're the man of a thousand and four. And Jericho just goes, Oh, well, I forgot of you. And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's a nice, nice but
1: that's a nice but. So, um the pinnacle was again like NGF's been on form. Although I'm slightly confused by that promo that they had when they were all drinking rosé and over dinner, and with the, the abuse of the waiter and the money, that was a bit bit much. But the content was there. Rosie's <laughs> heel though. Rosie's completely heel. If you drink rosé wine, that's a complete heel move. That's fair. That's is fair. That arguably, with-
3: arguably, Rosie rosé would be the tweener with it. No, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Red. So what we're saying is red wines
2: heel. Rosie's the tweener and white wine is the face. Well, I think it was actually
1: personal Aye, yeah, preference, because I'd imagine that flips depending on if you're yeah, a red, I'm, I'm, or a red I'm, wine.
2: or I Yeah, I'm a red wine kind of face guy. That that's, mm. but I could see it being heel heel anyway. But anyway, sorry, if you drink Rosie, that was that <laughs> in fact Rosie's the heel. Rosie's the heel. Everyone has either white wine or red wine preference. Rosie's the heel, man. Nobody likes rosy wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on from that. Um Speaking of action, I no, will use it as a segue to go into Miro's lovely new red shorts. But yes, I think Miro's Miro's been showing that he has some character development and he's been pretty good on the mic. I've quite appreciated Miro. that He's got a character again and he's feeling like a gruff big man.
2: Someone that's not playing arcade games, hopefully. That was
1: yeah. the gimmick. Uh, the other one is the other one who's most who's terrific recently is Lance Archer. now it's coming from a fact that they're bringing him out with Jake and Jake's not speaking so you can tell that it's like a year and a half's worth of development work with Archer is finally paying off with them so like it's terrific and then I learned who the varsity blondes were this week before their match all from promo work from themselves again but the big one for me was how good was the Britt Baker sit down interview with jr Absolutely on the money, absolutely terrific. So it's just been great from start to finish. Great, and waiting
3: for Hartley to become a women's champion at the end of this week. Exactly, exactly. Oh, a
1: bold prediction straight <laughs> in there.
3: <laughs> ah, do I don't think it's bold. I think that is like the yeah, well, the coldest take yeah. we're going to have on this.
1: Yeah. But well, but the main thing I'm here to put over this week is SCU. Now, want to do? Want to just take you back down memory lane? But as far as someone correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe. The modern day association between Christopher Daniels and uh, Frankie Kazarian actually came from the AJ Styles, Claire Lynch storyline all the way back in TNA many, many years ago. And then that ran through them being bad influence in TNA. They then went into ROH as the addiction or those two are flipped the other way around. In that run, Christopher Daniels one wins the ROH World Championship with Kaz being instrumental in that as well, when Kaz joins the Bullet Club, then comes back. And then they, of course, bring in Scorpio Sky to form SU, get him over, and it all leads to their big final match against the Bucks. Terrific match, terrific storytelling. And I thought it was a really fitting end to such an important tag team to... Non WWE wrestling and how good they have been and how important they've been to each other's careers over the past number of years. So, do you know I have
3: what? one annoyance with that, and it's that the production yet again just completely missed the end part. Yeah, and it's like it's such a big moment, you don't do an after the break, gone back to it because you know what's happening, you've booked the show. <laughs> so
1: I just, that I just wish that it had been the main event as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, I know no, was up against. Darby versus it was Darby versus Miro. So it was Miro winning the TNT title yeah, was the main yeah. event of the show. But so I mean And Darby had not... been on he had been on that run and it's the TV, it's the TV title booking. It makes sense. But at the same time, I didn't I would have preferred this deserved to be a main event.
2: Yeah, do I even on a pay-per-view, Alex, because I mean, like you say, you know, they deserved their kind of moment in the sun, you know, and like splitting them up, like Gary says, there was kind of They cut away from it and then cut back. Yeah,
3: just nah. And also, even though different amalgamation of people, they were the inaugural AEW tag team champions. Yeah, exactly. Sky was one of them.
1: like it just Aye. seems that like, yeah they've been so intrinsic to the history of that AW division so it just seemed a bit of a, a bit of a weak finish but at least it was one hell of a TV match I enjoyed the I mean, match
3: the, the, the actual finish before them missing the camera was I mean blood pissing out his skull like something awful was like making me feel sick watching it <laughs> so
1: that <laughs> was oh man I, I just don't want to I mean I have to kind of mention that Daniels may have missed that BME slightly in his last attempt but it was but we'll never mention that again but nah yeah well might be yeah. That was my match of the last two weeks as well because yeah, SEU retirement match was great. Enjoyed it.
2: Good, good, um, good things in the AEW. We'll speak about uh, later in the show. We'll get our predictions for Double or Nothing. But let's move on to SmackDown. Is it still rocking Rico?
5: Absolutely. Yeah, it's a, it, it's still a, just a great show week in week out. I think um, there's storylines that are progressing. Um, there are more faces being introduced. I don't mean faces, as in like good guys. Just new wrestlers being introduced to the show each week. But um, obviously, I'm going to start with fashion corner um, because
1: bronze You're being here,
5: um, <laughs> because bronze isn't here. Uh, I, I was I was kind of heavily relying on him having some some good insight into fashion putovers or faux pas this week. I only really had that Seth's jacket was cool. Uh, I thought this week I even liked Bailey's hair. So I had to draft in my life to watch uh, the the Champions Parade from the start of the show just to kind of look at who's got what going on. So her comments on Commander Aziz, uh, his hair looks like he's glued all the hair from the bath plug onto his head. His clothes look like a pair of curtains, and he looks like a street fighter ripoff character. Uh, Bianca I can't Belair argue with that. <laughs> 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 not Belair. Sorry, yeah, Oh, okay, all right. Bianca Belair hair cracking, very wrestlery. You probably all agree on. Uh, yeah. And my favourite comment that she had was um, that wee guy in the YSL t-shirt, Rey Mysterio. Aye, <laughs> him and his friend, his son. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, him and his son. Yeah, they look like someone's nephews that got lost. Uh, they look like they're both going to a house party and just a couple of plain jeans.
1: So that's <laughs> that's fashion. <laughs> Bill, Bill Ray is the real one of the greatest <laughs> luchadores of all time. <laughs> He's also known for some of his, uh, for his attire and also likes to rock his Louis Vuitton fucking mask at times. So you can't call uh, him a, drab, wrestler, a I, drab dresser by any stretch of the imagination. I do
2: like, I do like this new feature of getting wives and girlfriends to watch <laughs> and getting viewpoints all, on each thing. So you've had your turn this week. You go, I'm going to get my wife to do next week <laughs> for, for all of
1: this. Uh, and we'll see where we go for the next couple of weeks. Because this, this is an, inter- it's an interesting new take. Are you going to get the same response that when you ask her to make you a cup of tea? That's the real question.
2: Oh, oh, well, when we get on to you, Alex, you can get your, your next Tinder date to, to do it for us. I'll right? get the cat. <laughs> Sorry. Let's right. con- let's continue with SmackDown Rico. What's happening? What's
5: the <laughs> put-over? All, right, all right, I'm going to start with a put-over. Um, I understand this obviously could be a little bit divisive as well, but the entirety of the King Corbin and Shinsuke Nakamura match from start to finish, was about as sports entertaining as you can get. Um, so, King Corbin coming out without his crown because Shinsuke Nakamura has stolen it. I, I thought this was gonna be just a kind of, oh, give me my crown back, da 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 and they would, they would chase each other back and forth and it'd probably end up a pay-per-view and that'd be that. However, when Shinsuke Nakamura was coming out, good old Rick Boogs from NXT, but You might not have seen him before, but he had a few matches back in the day where his gimmick was just screaming really loudly and um, winning a few matches. But he came out and he was shredding away a guitar to Shinsuke's entrance music. thought that was great. Um, then while he was doing that, Pat McAfee was shredding an air guitar in Michael Cole's face. And Michael Cole looked really uncomfortable. And Pat McAfee looked like he was having the time of his life. So again, another point for the putover. over. Um, everyone was just getting really excited. Went to commercial. Match was back on, and the whole thing just felt like a bizarre fever dream. Um, Boogs was shredding on the outside to cause Corbin a distraction. Shinsuke wins for the roll up. Shinsuke and Boogs leave wearing the crown, and just it's like a ten out of ten pro wrestling segment for me. <laughs> <laughs> really enjoyed it, and um, it's nice. To, it was nice to see a little bit more added to what could have just been a kind of me my thing back feud. Um, so hopefully, hopefully Boogs is involved a bit more. I'd like to see a tag team now between Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick But It's
2: not Because it, he's not been near
3: NXT in so, so long. and No, but it was on the Old Spice adverts. That's right. And he That's won the right. 24-7 championship. That is correct. <laughs> but, um, the, the best thing about him is, uh, I don't know if any of you will remember, back when the performance centre guys were in uh, the crowd and in the, and the, and the performance centre, um, I, I believe it was Randy Orton was trying to choose his stipulation to face Edge that ended up being a last man standing match. And it was like, I wonder what stipulation to choose. And someone that I later found out was Rick Boogs shouted, Eye for an eye match. <laughs>
1: uh, and you a <laughs> job.
3: <laughs> but, uh, I I think he's absolutely brilliant, but he's not been near your NXT. But it
5: is amazing when he, whenever he's on. I do like these guys. That, that's kind of he's probably more entertained than a lot of the guys on the NXT roster, which is why he's been fast tracked. because that's half of the point of Raw and SmackDown is just to be entertaining. Whereas NXT is very much it's wrestling heavy. It's the sort of the proper yeah. wrestling mark show, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I know I
2: love that we've now got to the point where you know, we've had obviously Alberto Doriel with his personal ring announcer. Now we've got Shinsuke Nakamura with his personal guitar player. Love that. Doing his entrance. That's brilliant.
1: What well, happened to Ricardo Rodriguez? I'm sure he was in NXT for a while and um... started start a faction. He's where the ascension came from, from what I remember. What he's what still uh, he's
3: still doing stuff because on Twitter, I remember, um, he posted some kind of interview where he mentioned uh, having Bret Hart's last match, I think it was. <laughs> uh, it was part of like a six-man tag that was like Bret Hart's last match and they kind of spoke about that. But the best thing is that I love the trivia question, uh, whose Twitter handle is RR? because people would say, oh, Roman Reigns or Ronda Rousey, and it's not, it's Ricardo Rodriguez.
2: Hey... Uh, Fantastic uh, Brett, So yeah Putting
5: over that Burying uh, I'm going to bury I, Do I get two of each? You can or... have two Rico Go for it Cool I've got to defend uh, As as if bronze is here as well So I'm, I got really excited uh, When Sheena attacked Yaga Belair After the parade The champions I thought cool They've split them And now Sheena's going to be On SmackDown But this is going to turn out A bury super quick Didn't happen because Nia Jax entered the fray and then Reginald showed up and then there was, admittedly, a good six-person tag team match. Uh, but the reason that Shayna and Nia were there was because they were utilising the superstar brand-to-brand invitational that can take they can take advantage of once a quarter. And I thought, it's fucking rubbish. Here was an opportunity to get a new tag team over, new opponents for Nia and Tamina, establish a new heel tag team, a chance to trade, just a chance to have Shayna being the new contender for uh, Black Belair's title, even just have the rematch, or that was on Raw, because they were both Raw superstars, Shayna and Nia, but they just shoehorned it in. I don't know, just I don't know why. It's it was was garbage, a garbage rule, just a shitty excuse to circumvent the you know the exclusivity of superstars on each brand. And I thought that was a little bit (laughs) shite. <laughs> but, uh, you need to I get a better I
1: mean, name for it than just the brand to brand invitational. Do you know? Like, that only to... once No, or... no,
3: because before that it was called the wild card roulette, and I never want that to come back either.
1: It's no.
5: absolutely horrid. just get just the away bit, just the away bit completely. Just trade superstars. Just do whatever you're going to do. Just make it seem a bit more legit than lazy. But,
1: this was um, the thing. Like, do you remember when they had like when they were doing the draft and they had like the Fox and they had the USA conference rooms? Can we not bring back something like that and just have a stupid segment and they trade superstars for the evening or something like that? Just have or Adam Pierce negotiates with Sonia Deville.
5: That could like that could even legitimize a superstar. You know, you could be trading you could be trading Shana for somebody and. It's, putting someone else on raw and they you can expect and somebody's maybe seen or Adam Pearson, Shana uh Sonia Develops seen something about a superstar on SmackDown. Yeah, it, it just that was all the shape. but um I don't actually have any other bodies to be honest with you. Uh, but I do have another couple which I'll go for and that's Alistair Black returning to the ring to attack Biggie. That's that's a feud I didn't know I wanted to see until saturday morning there when i watched smackdown i didn't like i didn't know who alistair black would be suited with and i wondered to myself maybe he's going to come in and destroy a few jobbers maybe he's going to establish his character that way but he's just going straight for arguably one of the biggest faces in the entire company and it's interesting now thinking long term does biggie needs to be does he need to be defeated a few times so he can sort of find his feet again after losing the Intercontinental Championship because of Alistair Black, if you're going to give him that character, I would I would imagine that certainly you need him to get a few wins, uh dominating a couple of feuds, whatever, moving on to something else next. But it, it was interesting to see Alistair Black return in that capacity.
3: I and only- also my favorite thing is he's got a white contact lens in the eye. So they've actually gave him a bit of continuity. Like they've not just forgot that happened, which I was like, ah that's that's nice.
1: Is that the last time he was seen on TV? He,
3: yeah, kinda. He, he wrestled with a with an eye patch on, um, and then he had like black blood coming for it. Yeah, so we haven't actually seen
1: him with... with. Oh, my God, yep. continuity. I hey love it.
5: you? I love it. Hey, Match tonight, Rico. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say the Fatal Four Way until yeah, the Fatal Four Way actually. I'll go with that one. It was Biggie, it was Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and. Apollo Crews, obviously, who's the champion. I was about to say, I've forgotten who it was. But <laughs> but yeah, that match, that was, it was a good match. It's nice to see that sort of distraction closing the show and Biggie, losing and getting that feud, which we'll start to see developing next week, I we'll imagine.
2: Oh, it's good that moving them forward as well, beyond the Apollo now, so that's good to see. Right, let's hear what sound comes out of uh, uh, Gary's mouth when we say the words, it's time to do Raw. It was all right.
3: Oh, it was alright um, first put over quite simple Bobby Lashley I think I've mentioned it a few times but they've now got him playing like this big playboy Bobby character and they're tweeting things like the flirt business and stuff because he's coming out flanked with MVP and then five women dressed like they're going to a nightclub with obviously uh, him wearing the him wearing the suit, the beautiful suits that he's always wearing. Just like the, what they're doing with him. I, I keep always going back to the shite they were doing with him two years ago, and I just think it's absolutely brilliant, and he's running with it. Uh, so, I enjoying it. Keep, can we, keep can we get his
1: headband back? Do you think we're ever going to be allowed his headband back? <laughs> no, don't bring well, back the headband. Bring back the headband. That's the oh. final piece in the Bobby Lashley crown that we need.
3: Well, Leo Rush was doing some mocap for WWE 2K22, so uh, bring Leo Rush back and uh, get him in there as well.
1: Leslie. that's what it
2: was. I was. I, I saw that. That's very strange. I saw you tweeting that that he was yeah. uh, mocap from the. Uh... That's a very that's very strange. Why would they have
3: him doing it as opposed to one of the performance center? Or- they've, they've done it quite a lot over the past few years. They've had people that only actually wrestlers doing it. Um, I don't really know why, because obviously they've got wrestlers they're years no using, so it's not as if they're, like <laughs> everybody's busy. Um, but I mean, Leo Rush is Leo Rush is brilliant. So I, injuries, um, and they'll
1: be they want <clears throat> they want them really over exaggerated. So see for like doing top rope splashes, they'll want like really over-the-top ones, and you'll want smaller people like Leo Rush because you just take the skeleton out of them, so he'll be able to get higher and they'll be more distinct than someone who got Ah, right, right, right. So there, there's, like, and, and no I guess if it's around it and stuff as well.
3: If it's somebody that's no-signed, then also you don't run the risk of them looking like their character while they're doing it. So Yeah, the uh, ultimate NPC. I, yep. <laughs> so, I, Lashley, liked Lashley. Um, first, mini you're going to see a wee bit of a trend here for, for SmackDown. Fucking Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler again. (laughs) They they went up against Natalia and Tamina again. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so essentially, and also, it was it was the main event. <laughs> it was the last one of the show. <laughs> the, Jesus for Christ. for context, the opening match was Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre for the number one contendership. Which I get why this didn't the main event because it didn't have a finish. But it's no stopped him before. <laughs> so, uh, but aye, they put Shane and uh, Shane and Nia Jax in the main event, and also the, the full blow off to this match was that next week we're going to get Shayna Baszler versus Reginald because uh, they had a wee, a wee shouting match at the end and Shayna swore at Reginald. Mere nonsense. Um, my only hope is that this might be the end of Nia Jax-Shayna Baszler next week. I, I really hope it is because they'll, 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 I enjoy both of them. I know a lot of people don't like Nia Jax, but I enjoy both of them. I think they've both got a lot to give in terms of being unique characters in a singles division. But the ta- the, it's just really stale now. I'm, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. Um, in all honesty, I don't really have another biddy. Um, so, but I guess that one is, is a big enough biddy that it's, it's worth two because it's fucking terrible. Um, so I don't have another biddy. I'm going to go to my next put over. But I want to mention that I kind of am splitting and giving you two wee half putovers here again uh, because camera angles, how much have we spoken about production over the past couple of weeks? They done it again in a brilliant way. Um, well, they had, I think it was Elias trying to hide for Omos. And then the camera angle was for the floor looking up over um, over Elias' shoulder. It looked a bit like the Keith Lee one we had last year, but Omos just rose above Elias and it just made them look even taller than he is. It was absolutely amazing. So I just like that wee camera angle. Um, not enough for a full put over, but it was absolutely amazing. Uh, so the actual put over is We mentioned it a couple of weeks ago. Main event being the spoilers now for Raw. You know, we had Jinder returning a couple of weeks ago, and then we had Nikki Cross on main event. Nikki Cross was back on Raw. Amazing to see her. They didn't use her the best way, but they didn't use her the worst way. So she was in a beat-the-clock challenge against Rhea Ripley. Uh, Ripley had to beat her in two minutes and didn't. So she didn't win, didn't lose. Didn't really look amazing in it. You know, it wasn't like the most dominant performance, but you're not going to expect her to beat Ripley, so it was just good to see her back. She got to do a wee promo backstage, and then got to be in a match. And hopefully, it just as you know gives her a chance to show them what she can do, and hopefully, they put her in something meaningful. Yeah, are, that'd be nice. Have they kind of changed up her character a bit, Gary? Um, like they're, they're kind of like
2: they've turned her into some sort of a right. They've some sort of Southern Belle type,
3: and she's got new music and all that sort of stuff. So, I I didn't really hear the music last night. Um, but I remember the music that they changed to before wasn't good. So I'll need to go back and check that out because I wouldn't be surprised if they changed it. Uh, but the promo, it was a bit odd. She, you know, you'll remember the, the Sanity Nicky Cross. It wasn't anywhere near that. Um, but it wasn't quite as sugary as the, the Alexa Bliss Nicky Cross friend thing. Okay. somewhere in between. Um, they've removed the caffeine from the Alexa Bliss character. <laughs> it was somewhere in between. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think they will because I don't think they've ever watched ICW. But I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised to see her go somewhere near what the, the Best in the Galaxy character was. Um, it seemed more of that. It seemed more based on I want to show you what I can do kind of thing. Which, I mean, it's a trope we see wrestlers there a lot, but if it's done right, it can be good. Uh, so uh, it was just good to see her back. Um, match of the night. There was a lot of good matches, um, so I enjoyed that one, even though it didn't have a finish. And the same way, Drew Kofi was good, even though it didn't have a, a finish. Um, Charlotte Viasca <laughs> didn't have a finish, but it was good matches that didn't have finishes. Um, but my favourite match, my match of the night, I mean, mentioned Matt Riddle having good matches all the time. And when I knew this match was going to be a thing, I was like, oh, this is going to be great. A lot of people might not really know this person for having great in-ring skills, uh, but he does. Xavier Woods v Riddle, absolutely incredible. And and Xavier Woods, I just think, he's that entertaining that you forget how good he is in the ring. And it, it was just brilliant, really enjoyable match. I hope they do something like... I know that, you know, there's not a lot of tag teams, so I don't want to split up the new day because, I mean that would be slightly ridiculous. But I hope we get to see more like Kofi as a singles competitor like we did last night and more Xavier Woods. For me, I would absolutely love it if they did. And I know I'm reaching for the stars here and it's never going to happen. Big E could hold a singles title Kofi could hold a sing- singles title and Xavier Woods could hold a singles title because there's enough of them to go in. Uh, so I I would love to see Sheamus, uh, Sheamus versus Xavier Woods in the line and just Guy Azmir Xavier Woods in, in the ring because him and Riddle was magic last night. It was absolutely brilliant
1: to watch. And you're not going to mention the finish? After all that, you're not <laughs> going to mention the finish, Gary? You cannot mention the finish. Well, if nothing had a finish then why would I mention the
3: one match that I finished? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, so Riddle delivered an RKO uh, to Xavier Woods. Oh, how did, did it look? R- RKO. Uh, I was okay. I was. I mean, nobody's n- n- touching Randy Orton on that, are they? Uh, but it was okay. It was. It was the. De- was the bad? Was good? Uh, I don't know. Didn't it's pretty much rest- out of nowhere. I, I um it was it was unexpected. So that was a uh, that was something I at least fitted in with the storyline. That actually the best move that happened was uh Xavier Woods done a weird well, we've done a guerrilla press as well, but he done a weird I actually just retweeted it. So let me try and explain what it was that he done. Um but it was He didn't I saw this you tweeted it, it was like a suplex reverse and then back it. yeah, it was like it, it was it kind of pulled uh, Riddle up. Riddle put the knees on Xavier Woods and kind of pulled him up for a, a lying down position into a suplex. Um, but uh, just, just brilliant, really entertaining match. Uh, I want to see Mel Xavier Woods in the ring, and I always see him a lot in single and tag team action. But it just feels different when you see him in singles action. So, aye, good Raw for a change, um, or oh, wow. okay, Robert. We're not going to say good. We're not going to go too far. Much better than it's been Raw uh, <laughs> for a change. And, of course, it probably was
2: rewritten as well before, you know... The
3: same, same rumours came out that apparently up until like 45 minutes before it, they were still writing it, but it was good, so I'm not going to complain.
1: I don't understand why people think that's rumours nowadays. Just all, happens. That's just how it is. I, it's just, that's just life now. It's just how just, it happens. Just happens.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Brilliant. Well, uh, thanks for that, boys. A good roundup this week. Rico, thanks for taking it on your own. You are the new Kane. Um hopefully tag partners back next week or if you want to challenge them, you know you can get in touch with us via twitter and that's where also you can get your buddies and put in for rabbit and gradle on the main show this week you can do that at wrestling daft on twitter insta it's wrestling daft podcast or just plain old wrestling daft on the book of face
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, so
2: it's interview time on the marks. Um, Gary brings us big interviews to the table. We've got a couple on the horizon. We've got big cast. Gary caught
3: up with him. Yeah, um, yeah. We've also got John Moxley speaking Scottish. I uh, will have him um, trying to guess what Scottish words mean, which was good fun. Fantastic.
2: Well, we'll have them uh, in the next few weeks or so uh but you were lucky enough and i mean it was quite relevant you caught up with alexander will not long after he got released
3: from um, wwe i literally two days afterwards and um, one of the ones that you know most m- wrestlers particularly the nxt releases they essentially have a month before they're before they're back working and able to work elsewhere so it's always a case i reaching out because you know it's bit of give and take. I want to find out why they've left WWE, what, you know, how it went. And I want to ask them about their time in WWE, but they also want a wee bit of promotion in terms of what they're doing next. So win-win, when yeah. when I reached out to Alexander Wolf. I was quite lucky that he, he, he said he was a fan of the Inside Rope, the Ropes YouTube channel, which I think is how I got the interview, because uh, yeah. I think he's only done two. One was in German, one was um, with me, which I'm not German, as most people will be able to hear. <laughs> um but I just had a wee chat with him about him leaving WWE. The one thing that I wanted to know was when I'm appearing on NXT on Tuesday. Did I know he was going to get released on Wednesday? Because that's no much turnaround at all. Um, so I answered that. My other main questions for him were about Nikki Cross, because obviously I always want to know about Nikki Cross and he was in Sanity with her. About Sanity's horrendous SmackDown run, um, if he felt the same about that. And the other main thing was the rumor about always here about Walter and not uh, him not wanting to live in the United States because Alexander Wolf told me that he himself is moving back to Germany and has wanted to for a while. So I asked him if he felt that Walter living in Germany was a hindrance to Imperium and, you know, how relevant the rumour is, how accurate the rumour is that he doesn't want to move to the States. So, I really good chat. And um, I think most people will probably be like, oh, that guy is somebody that I'm backing and want to see elsewhere because they just came across a really nice guy. And here he is on Wrestling Daft. I'm Gary Cassidy, of course, um, from Inside the Ropes. With me, I'm going to call him the Axe Man, Axel Tischer. We'll get into this in a little bit. The man formerly known as Alexander Wolf. It's a pleasure to speak with you, Axel. How's it going today? Uh,
4: going well. Uh, day so far is so good. Uh, the, it's the second second day uh, after I got the bad message from WWE. second night I had the time to slept over. And, uh, Quite honestly, I feel great and I'm quite happy and I don't know why, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm now I, I know why because I'm happy because uh, the view of the whole world is uh, of the whole world is, is back open and I'm a little bit out of this WWE cloud and I see a lot of uh, possibilities, a lot of opportunities coming uh, towards me. So I'm really like pumped for that.
3: Excellent. I can see you're in a good mood. I'm going to try and not bring it down too much. I'll try and keep you in that good mood. So, I dare so we'll you. <laughs> we'll try and keep it positive. But before we get to the fun stuff, I mean, you've mentioned, there that you, you feel a, a sense of relief now from the release. The one thing for me that was really striking about your release is you were on TV the night before. So that is the bit that, for me, I feel like the first thing I need to ask is – you know, did you know on Tuesday was there any sense that the release was coming on Tuesday, or did it come straight out the blue? When did you find out?
4: No, nothing at all. And um, after it happened, it kind of like made sense what happens two weeks before, not storyline wise, more like uh, what uh, like backstage wise. But it was weird. Like first off, it like that was one of the most things what uh, like sting me. What like really sucked was the way it was i mean it's a send-off and of course it's it it has to happen somehow but um like for me it's like i i get the whole point how they did it and it's better that than just disappear without explanation and um i'm happy that i could do it with my best friends so i had the match against killing day and just probably get the send-off from two of my mates uh, which I'm like very good and very like, uh, it was two of my friends. They could give me their farewell for that. And I'm happy for them that they had the chance like to, you know, give me that. Um, but on the other side, it's, it was very weird. It was that, uh, so now I hear like a lot of reports. It should has happened three weeks ago. Uh, and it explains a lot of things why, uh, they kind of like stalled the storyline because, Usually uh, they plan the match and then they uh, they like Triple H. plan. no, let's let's do another angle. Let's go the next week. Then. And for me is like and like in general they they not give you a lot of heads up with creative. And I'm just speaking NXT. Don't know how it is right now up there Raw SmackDown. But they don't give you a lot of head up heads up because with Corona and everything. Uh, one guy gets tested positive and the entire storyline has to, you know, yeah, uh, get postponed in, in the future. But with me was the thing I tried to get a hold of, um, Triple H or, uh, uh, even like Shawn Michaels and over guys like very busy man. Shawn is very busy. Triple H is even more busy with his position and everything. So I kind of like told myself, yeah, if, if they don't have the time, no need to rush because my plan was originally. Um, I want to move back to Germany anyway. Yeah. Cause uh, I have a two year old kid and I want that he grows up with his grandparents and they don't get younger. Yeah. Um, so in that case, because of what happened with the pandemic, I stuck for a couple of times in Germany. So I had the chance to anyway work with NX UK. So it's an easier travel for me. <laughs> and also, you know, I'm back in Germany. So I wasn't that keen to stay in the States. So I tried to get, you know, to chat with those guys and talk with them hey is there a possibility but it never came to that and for me also was uh, the big question am i staying with imperium or you want to do sanity 2.0 and i never had the chance to talk with them and i tried it a couple times but it was like yeah we'll go back and get back to you and no message or answer to something and again both were very busy so I am not want to say they tried to dodge me, but it's kind of like after thinking it's, yeah, you probably don't want to talk to a guy you plan to release because he did not, in your opinion, evolve as much as we keep the investment. And that's a part of the business. I'm totally fine with that because I learned in those six years to understand this. But it's it's more like the pride of me as a professional wrestler that I know I'm, um, very good at what I'm doing. I'm probably not the biggest, the strongest. I'm not in the best shape I could be. I understand that. And that's also the first thing I do. I just, you know, touch my own nose and ask myself what I have could do better to keep the job and not blaming others because that's weak. And also it's for me, like I feel like I could do everything what they want for me. I did everything what they want for me in six years. I could be a clown. I could be serious. I can. Do almost everything in the ring what they want from me, and I'm very, uh, I'm very grateful for the six years because I learned a lot. But on the other end, it's kind of you guys hire people, they are not able to take a single bump, they are not able to run the ropes. You have to teach them everything, and they get hired by WWE, and you fire me. So that was a point where I even told um, the guy who gave me the bad message like that's the only thing that would really piss me off. But in the end, it is what it is, and. You know, now I have the chance to find something else what makes me more satisfying. Uh It's probably not as easy as getting paid that much money by sitting at home mm-hmm. or doing nothing or eating catering. <laughs> but in the end, it's now just, you know, I have to hustle. I have to see what I can do. I have to see, you know, who wants somebody on the show who can deliver.
3: Yeah, I love that, what you said, the mindset about, you know, you instantly look at yourself as to what you can do better, because that mindset will obviously lend you well in any other path you go on, wherever you end up. So I want to, you know, look back on your career a little bit. The positives, you know, when when we first started talking, my first thing that I said to you was, the thing that will live with me is, when you turned up in Glasgow at NXT UK and made your debut for the brand there, Obviously, there's been a lot because Sanity, Imperium, my God, there's been great moments in there. How do you look back at the run? What's the thing that stands out for you that you're like, oh, man, at least I got to do that?
4: Um, Definitely having the chance to perform for so many great, amazing uh, wrestling fans. It doesn't matter if the States or or like whatever, like Barclays Center in, in, in New York or Download Festival in England. So it's kind of like you have the Mudfest and you have like one of the, the, the most, uh, crazy arenas in, in the States over there. And also have the chance to, to tour with WWE. Like even when I was a part of SmackDown, I had the chance to have two European tours in England and part, uh, like one was in Amsterdam and one was in Munich, Germany, which was cool. My first match under WWE umbrella in, in Germany. Um, I have a lot of like great memories, but most importantly, I have great memories about the the coworkers. All like the guys I had the chance to work with, have to learn like to to know them, travel with them, sit backstage and play PlayStation, everything. Um, just having fun around fun people, and also not only the workers, also like uh, like staff members and everything, because WWE is a big family. And everybody is, is working together and you know, you have some good days, you have some bad days, you have times where you want to punch the wall, you have some times where you want to hug everybody. That's life, but that's the most important thing. I learned so many people to know how they kind of like, how they are, how they feel. Like you, some people you have seen through the telly and then you think like, oh, he's a great guy. And then he's a total asshole <laughs> vice versa. The other guys are thinking, oh, he's a little bit weird. And it turns out he's one of the coolest dudes ever. So not, not dropping names, but, um, for example, I, I, I adore like, uh, the guys from New Day and Usos because we had so many house shows together and they've been so kind to us. Just we came up from NXT and they, uh, they, they, they taught us a lot and they give us a lot of like chances to work with them and even like to do something with them without saying, no, you green or whatever. So they've been very open to work with us also. Uh, Like a lot of other guys, it would take too much time to do to name everybody, but just to have like the camaraderie of like the locker room and everything.
3: I love hearing that about the New Day and the Usos, because as someone who's a fan of them, it's great to hear that they're nice people. Um, you know, when you were working on SmackDown, that's one thing. Working in wrestling media, you get a little bit desensitized to stuff. And when there's something that happens, that's not a good decision. You're like, ah, it's just life. I'm still a little bit annoyed about Sanity's run on SmackDown because I feel like it was such a huge missed opportunity. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you feel the same or is it like, well, it's just life?
4: I definitely feel the same. Uh, but like I said in the beginning, it's, it is what it is. It's part of the game. And um, so... The difference between NXT and uh, Ron SmackDown, in my opinion, is it's like rock and roll and hip hop. That's, you know, <laughs> you have a little bit something, it's not for everybody. And then the other thing is more mainstream. So um, you see like um, with Sanity was a good act in NXT and a lot of potential. And uh, after we all like uh, agree on one fact that we should not get the call up that quick, we should have stayed a little bit longer. Uh we kind of been that close to have like a longer program with undisputed error. So that's what we pitched in that time, but it didn't wind up that way, it would be great because undisputed error guys all, all awesome. All awesome. And um <laughs> uh, yeah, in the end we got called up. We were being happy, but I remember when <laughs> and if that's like typical WWE, they always need to have a camera somewhere when you get something told for some uh documentaries or anything. So it was kind of like, I would get told, oh, you guys go and get a promotion, you know, you get called up to the main roster, but don't call it main roster or whatever. And then it's like, yeah, but it's just you three guys, Nikki will stay here. And automatically it wasn't a feel good moment because we just grew so much together, like four guys from sanity and like, it sucked in that time. So I wasn't that happy. Uh But then in the end, you kind of think, yeah, let's go to SmackDown because in the end, you know, I started 2015 and they always try to get in your brain like, oh, that's the goal. You have to go to the main roster. And that's when you're really into it and you travel the world and blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, it was kind of like, yeah, I did it. And I had like something accomplished what was on my bucket list. And now you make a lot of money and everything. Uh, but like what I really learned in that year is that this wrestling business, and I think especially WWE, um, is full of empty promises. And you have to know what you're dealing with. And in that time, we did not know. We did not know that um, we got told, yeah, Vince likes you. What could be possible? Uh, I don't know. Uh, and yeah uh, you guys on every house show and you will be on every pay-per-view they have big plans for you in the end it was yeah we have to delay your uh, debut and then the first debut match you lose and everybody kind of you guys lost it was your first match oh that's that's not good <laughs> We said okay yeah i guess yeah no we have trust in it and they will do something with us and then they repeated kind of that and we got lost in the shovel, we got lost in the water, we got dropped like a hot potato because, you know, I don't want to say they lied to us, but they haven't big plans with us and everything. But I think they figured out it's, maybe they didn't like the plans after three weeks. Maybe they figured out that gimmick is not really like something for a PG product. And maybe we just, you know, see what we can do if they maybe come some up with something, which we did. Uh, maybe they have like, uh, we find like a niche where we can just, you know, use them, which they didn't. But yeah, in the end, it ended with like a lot of dog matches, uh, a lot of like, uh, negativity on our part. Uh, we try to stay positive, but it's, you know, you get caught into the, yeah, no, fuck it. That, oh, sorry for cussing. That's good, oh, that's fine. Yeah. On you go. Oh, <laughs> good. So. And that being said, like I was very happy when uh, then uh, in I think it was in Montreal when they had like the shake shake off, and I got yeah. like in like WWE has this talent uh, relation app where you get like your appointments for you know you have like a calendar and there's a red dot on it. It says you have something to do. Uh, be here. And I got <laughs> dot for NXT UK in Glasgow, and I was asking Triple H, so what's that all about? He said, Yeah. I don't know, uh, what they want to do with here, but I see you guys sitting around catering. I don't want that. That's, you know, you're all talented. We want to split you guys off and, uh, Killian is going back to NXT US. I want you to go to NXT UK and get the better, uh, get together with you guys because he knew like the ring camp stuff is, is, is real. And Evoi was staying there because of reasons. I don't know personally. I think he wanted to stay there. And then, yeah, rest is, uh, NXT UK history.
1: Yeah,
3: exactly. And I'm gonna ask you about two people and then look back to what you're gonna do next. The two people are probably pretty obvious. I want to ask about Nikki Cross, just what you think about her as a, a person and a performer.
4: Yeah, sister from another mister. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> she's she's one of my best friends for sure. One of the most generous and realest person I know in this fake business. And fake business is—we all know it's show—and I, I still love it because it's 100% like athlete stuff and, and sports entertainment. But in this business, you have a lot of like um, fake people. You know, they smile uh, uh, you in the face and they want to kind of stab you the knife in the back. That's that's how it is. That's I think wh- how it is in r- life in general. But she is since day one one of uh, the most like person like in my life. And also one of my best friends and um, again, such an awesome performer and even more better person. And I do not want to miss her uh, like as a friend. So even when I go back to Germany, I'm sure because uh, she's married with one of my best friends as well. Yeah. So um, basically both uh, one of like a big part of my career here. And I really um, had so much fun times with uh, her on, on, on tour and touring together, driving uh, in the car, even before a kid and then uh, I got signed by WWE. And yeah, it's always fun to be around here. bundle love, joy.
3: Yeah, and they've got the bonus that if you move to Germany, they've got a free uh, accommodation when they come on holiday to Germany. They can just come and live with you for a weekend or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> so. why not? The, the one other person I want to ask about, and this is, you know, it's kind of I want to ask about a rumor about this person. You know, you mentioned being an imperium, Walter being someone that, you know, is a massive presence. And it's always talked about, you know, Walter going to America. And we've seen you guys, you know, go between back and forth. But it's always, you know, Walter doesn't want to live in America. Is that something you felt, you know, held you back? Or was it just the kind of thing where you're like, well, it's just life because you want to live in Germany as well?
4: Um, it's not a mystery that he doesn't want uh, to live in America. And I understand this. I had some great six years here. I um, had like the change of culture because European and especially German culture is very different than the American culture. Uh, but I, I, so I never had a problem, but he since since the first day, he said, I would never want to live here. I think he had some tours with uh, some WWE shows over and sometimes for some other promotions at the same time and he kind of like didn't like that. So and he's very keen on staying in Germany where everything is fine and he has uh he has this place where he can just, you know, go back to privacy. And he's a very private guy. He's not um like uh, like an inner city living guy. He lives outside of, of, of the country. Um and yeah he probably will not move to the states soon but never say never. I don't know. So, but what I'm concerned, like, I spoke with him, uh, uh, about like, Hey, I want to move back to Germany because, you know, we just spent some time there at 2020 and we figured out it's probably, you know, we had like, we, we compare, like you have life in the States with, is okay but you know you have it's like a medal you know you have the good side and the bad yeah, side balanced. but like you know and the, it was more balanced in germany so i talked with you. yeah i told you <laughs> kind of it's like the same same with uh for example Ilja. he's the same he, he does not want to move over to the states at all and i respect that and for me it was was no choice back in the day like 2015 there was nothing I was some english promotions wxw was running right in germany but I took it by a chance, but I had to move. I didn't mind it because I was open for an adventure. But I don't know, like nowadays, if, if you have a chance to do NXT OK, for example, or even like you want to do something uh, over there, I don't know. But the good thing with Walter is he's such a massive, uh, massive present and he's such a superstar. And in my opinion... One of the best, when not the best uh, in this company right now, who has this persona and everything, and even without doing um, as much as some people do and not even get 50% of that. So uh, good for him that he is kind of like the decision maker on that. Definitely. Yeah. And I I want to ask,
3: you know, we've mentioned that you want to move back to Germany, so I guess... You know, that might be a bit of an indication as to what you do next. I would love it if you said, I'm gonna revamp ring camp. We're gonna take over the world. But what do you want to do next? You know, do you want to go to, you know, maybe work in AEW, work in impact a little bit? Or do you just want to do the indies? What's
4: what's next? Um I'm I'm almost open for everything, but it has first off, it has to be professional uh i got some 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 booking requests from some shows in, in in america and um without being disrespectful it did not look professional enough and i i i do not even if they pay me uh, a lot of money like um if they pay me so much money that i can say okay it would be you know a, a, a gig to take uh it would be okay but i know like I have to watch out that i not show up everywhere. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I do not want to sound arrogant or anything, but uh, I had the chance to build up a brand over the six years and I know what I can do and that I uh, can do something uh, valuable for a promotion. Um Basically I will for now move back to Germany. It depends. Something else flies in. I reached out to some guys I uh trained with, I, uh, you know, traveled with, I, good with uh, to see what opportunities uh, will come Uh, yeah and then basically so let's say the rare plan is move back to Germany uh, settle down luckily I was smart enough to um, to to get an apartment already in the time I spent there, was like a three-quarter of a year I was in Germany so me and my wife, we got ourselves a nice apartment and just fringed everything and, you know, have all the stuff ready. So we kind of like go back into all this like, you know, apartment, which is already settled. Uh, um, yeah. So I go back to Germany to see what's going on there. And also we have uh, still like this uh, pandemic stuff happening with COVID. So nothing is really open. I hear in Germany, they are kind of getting a little bit looser with like the restrictions. Um, but like, it it will be hard for sure right now. It will be something like, um, I I don't think that, uh, uh, really a show schedule is possible right now in Germany. I don't know how it is in the UK. I hear that Scotland is pretty tight right now as well. So (laughs) we'll see see what happens in four weeks, uh, four weeks. That's the thing I'm, or like in even like, uh, five weeks. Cause I will not, uh, fly back that early. Yeah. on a contract and so we'll stay a little bit longer in the States for some weeks, then I will fly back and then we'll see what what's what's up. But like with me right now and that's an extra thing. Uh I'm I wanna like wrestle again. Also I want to do something like I will not show up and and one promotion I've never been like uh not really associated with. So I have a few promotions. I'm I'm kind of like uh you know, looking where I'm going with that. Uh, maybe they have a show right there. Maybe they have something where it's, it's, you know, when you show up in one promotion, it kind of takes the pop away. Yeah. So I kind of like seeing like, Hey, uh, there's a promotion I worked before. So now they, you know, they get this. Okay. I'm like my, my independent wrestling debut is on that promotion or you have another promotion which I never work, but they're quite big. So I get in contact with them and they say, hey, we want to book you and your independent debut, your re-debut is at that show. So it depends what comes to, but I don't want to take just the first thing what kind of gets thrown at me, just to you know keep the quality of uh, my work just up there.
3: It's like you can pick your spot now. You can can see what comes up. But also, I love that you've got, a plan but you're happy for the plan to be thrown out the window if something
4: comes along <laughs> I had a plan B for a couple of years that's the thing because I like to be prepared and for me it was always like what if Yeah. and what if was in my head okay I need to have a plan B and as soon as the what if happens the plan B needs to uh, you know happen it's the wrestling news
2: don't And we have breaking news, just as we are recording on a Tuesday evening, now at quarter to six, we go straight to our news desk with some breaking news from Mr Gary Castley. What is happening, Gary? Went through the full of
3: Raw for the first time, the putovers and buries, not mentioning this person, Adnan Vuk has left WWE. Uh, they have agreed to part ways, mutual consent. Wow. he really thanks Adnan Vork, for his contribution, so it doesn't seem like there's any ill feeling there. I think they've probably just realised it wasn't there right for the role, as yeah. we've been mentioning for the past month.
2: <laughs> wow. That is, uh, hasn't been the longest. What has happened with that Raw commentary table? Because obviously we had Dio Madden and who else? God, God names just escaped me. The guy is on NXT uh, now.
3: Uh, oh... Uh, ah! um, oh, Vic Joseph Vic Joseph, Vic Vic Joseph. Vic <laughs> <Did you laughs> I was like, really? Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips, Tom Phillips There's no Tom, uh, Phillips, uh, no, it's no, Tom no, Phillips No, no, no,
2: Vic <laughs> Joseph He's really grown on me as a commentator And he's actually really good on NXT um, Oh my word Tom Phillips Tom Phillips Come on
3: back, son. he's, he's gone, It's going to need to be into. It. I he's mean, you mean, wouldn't go with it. somebody else. Like you wouldn't bring in somebody else that didn't know the wrestling not- business.
2: Come on back, Tom. You're welcome back in. Um, I can't see the, the, that. Yeah, wow. That that didn't last long. So that's more changes to the commentary table uh, on Raw again. Um, but yeah, Tom, Tom Phillips is coming back. That's going to be a set until they can find someone that
3: they're happy with.
2: How aye. many
1: weeks did he last then? Three,
3: Four, oh, I think I think it was four. Uh, but aye, it, I mean it's the kind of thing where it's, you're stuck in that difficult thing. Do you give him more time and hope that it gets better? I mean, no better because I feel like that's a. I, 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 I've been the guy for the past four weeks. Why would I stop now? Um, but I, I feel like it's the kind of thing where how much time do you give someday before you realise it's not working? When you've got a good commentator there that you can just plug into the role. So, yeah. But is this
1: a, does this maybe spell the end of them trying to look outside of the pool? Do you think? I hope so. I, I mean, the
3: one the one place that you can have somebody that is in the idea about wrestling is on commentary and the play by play role. Because they're just going to get found out. We are going to, anybody that's watched wrestling is going to be like, they're terrible if they don't know the name of moves. So,
1: yeah, exactly. It's like a football commentator watching football and not knowing the difference between an offside and between an out of bounds, really, isn't it? So it's I'm, aye. Just that yeah. You You
3: wouldn't expect that in any other sport. And obviously, WWE is, you know, not, not just a sport, sports entertainment, but just Disney. Doesn't it work most of the time? I don't remember last time bringing in a commentator that wasn't a fair wrestling base, apart from Pat McAfee, who knows his way about wrestling, worked.
1: Could... I mean, you could argue now that Pat McAfee is a wrestler, so it's Aye.
3: quite difficult. So it's like. Yeah. And <laughs> lifelong fan, which obviously helps. <laughs> so... Could we
2: bring in someone like, I am thinking, football commentator? Jonathan, um, what is it? What not Watson? Not Jonathan Watson. You <laughs> know they get match of the day. Jonathan commentator. What is this? Watson.
3: Jonathan Pierce. No, no. P- is it Jonathan Pierce? Oh, Jonathan, yes. P- is Jonathan Pierce oh, Jonathan yes. P- says the new one. I was going old big sheepskin. Uh, shameless yeah, guy, John Watson. Jonathan Pierce.
2: He used to do Robot Wars. Yeah, and- it's
1: Jonathan Pierce. Yeah, Jonathan Pierce.
2: Jonathan Pierce doing the wrestling commentary would be fantastic. Otherwise, I'm putting in into the ring Archie McPherson uh, to do the wrestling commentary. I think that would be a fantastic addition. Get you know that all happen. Get Andy Greer analysis. Martin type. Let's get, let's try some of these football
1: guys. Jonathan Pierce. Give some R- of the, F1. give some of the, the F1, no, not the, 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 the Formula E guy, give him a chance. I can't remember what his name is, but he's excellent. Cause he used to do like all the Formula One races on the radio by himself. Like Joey Styles used to do for ECW. Uh, Most commentators know how to commentate.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's a couple of names for you. The guy who does Formula E and Jonathan Pierce is what we're putting forward to Vince. Um, You know. I think they're good shouts. You know, if Murray Walker was still alive to this day, he would be a
1: very good shout as well for the rest. Uh, him and JR would get on like a house on fire, I could imagine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh Oh, wow. So breaking news there. Uh, let's move on to some other news. Um, Andrade has booked his first match uh, post WWE.
0: Yeah.
3: um So the first match has happened a few times because matches keep getting announced as before the first match that gets announced. Uh, so I think this is going to be the first match now. Um, But, uh, Andrade is going to be wrestling for, and I'm going to make sure I get the name of this uh, this this promotion right because we've actually been in contact with them <laughs> inside the ropes a wee bit. Um, Federacion or Federacion Wrestling, uh, they are called, and they've got Matt Taven, they've got uh, Rush or Rush from Ring of Honor, uh, they've got PJ Black, who a lot of fans will remember. But yeah, he's going to be facing. El Hio Del Santo, um, which also alongside that is going to be facing Alberto Del Rio, which is good fun. Um, is he still getting
0: more?
3: He's still, uh, still not in the jail. <laughs> so, so I got offered an interview with Alberto Del Rio two weeks ago and said that I didn't want to do it because I don't really want to promote his shows. Uh, but he is going to be wrestling Andrade. I was like, can you give me the other guy? <laughs> give me Andrade. Yeah. Um, Aye, so he's going to be facing Alberto Del Rio and the match that I actually think, I maybe waited for this one, but I guess he doesn't want to wait until August, Kenny Omega uh, and AAA. But yeah, I'm, I'm not familiar with um, El Hio Del Santo. I'm not, not too sure if he's in relation to, to El Santo. Um, I would assume there's at
1: least some, he yeah, maybe wears the silver mask or there'll I be some connection to El Santo. Somewhere. I'm sure
3: Hio actually means son, El Hio del Santo. I'm just gonna feel like that's important. I'm just gonna Google El Hio oh, del Google. Santo,
1: and I don't think you'd be allowed to take El Santo's name in Bain in Mexico. He's 57 years standing. old,
3: so he's a famous, yes. a veteran, legendary wrestler. This guy, the son of El Santo, is it? Right? <laughs> yes, so so either you go that that would make it a. I mean, at least it's not against Alberto Del Rio, or at least he has facing a. A legendary figure from Mexico. I tell um, you what, I'll tell you what,
2: Kenny Omega versus Andrade. I'd lap that
3: up with a spoon. That'll be a fantastic match. Um, we're definitely worth watching out for. The interesting part of that, I mean, if it's for the title, Andrade could be the person, the first person to beat Kenny Omega, who by that point could still be holding four belts, could be holding more belts because well, Osprey's a uh, well, Osprey's dropped a title this past week. But know how feasible it is that Kenny Omega goes to Japan before then, but wouldn't it seem impossible? He's well, been there's there, a lot of this, a there is a
1: lot of discomfort with the Japanese, with the New Japan-American rosters in the quarantine time, so I don't think we'd be seeing Kenny going across anytime soon. Aye, that's what it was.
3: Either way, he might still be holding Impact Belt by that point. Maybe not because Slam and Bersi was in between, but mm, could have Andrade as the, the next AAA champion. Yep. Um, let's move on.
2: Uh, more Keith Lee news. We We've A couple of times we've mentioned Keith Lee and he still seems
3: that he's in catering uh, after a recent tweet. Ah, yes. It's more news, but it's sadly, roughly the same news as, as were have delivered yeah. every few weeks. But I mean, people always want updates on Keith Lee. So obviously he's been gone since February, but I believe when we seen him in February, it was the quickest of quick appearances was like a, a, wee, uh, a wee one-off and then he was removed for that match that was on a pay-per-view that I can't remember what one it was. Um, Might have been an elimination chamber. Uh, but yeah, so he's been gone for for three months. Before that, you know, bit stop-start anyway. Uh, so the updates we keep getting are through Twitter. And he, he essentially said uh, to the people that offer uplifting words, know that I appreciate you greatly and worry not when I say I am limitless, I mean it. Um, and then he asked for a little more time was the quote a lot of, there was some speculation that flew a bit, but none of it came from a, for a reputable source um, over the weekend that he'd been released but I think this was somebody trying to hedge their bets after a lot of people had been released and hope that they were right and, and legit, uh, legitimised themselves. Obviously it came to nothing uh, Sean Ross sat for Fightful had, had put out that nah, essentially hasn't been released. I mean it's far-fetched because they released a lot of the main roster or, or all of the main roster talent that they probably would be over the course of that one day that we reported on a few weeks ago. And then it was the NXT folk last week, obviously. Um, so definitely not been released, but the mystery, the mystery goes on as to why we're not
2: seeing them. Um, talking about NXT there, uh, reports from Fightful, actually, and we always think Fightful are a pretty reputable um, source for wrestling news, um, that there could be some movements uh, from NXT up to the main roster.
3: Yep, so Fightful are the, the ones that broke the news the other day, the, the releases, the Alexander Wolfe one, which meant I reached out and got an interview with him, so that shows how reputable they are. There was a wee bit of intrigue in this one because it was um, it was following Rick Boogs appearing on SmackDown. And they said that, from what they know, Rick Boogs is is going to be there with Nakamura for, I I mean, I don't want to say the long haul, uh, but at least the plan is that he'll be with him, paired with him for the foreseeable future. And he's not the only one um, that we might see some call-ups. And this is the the part I thought interesting, from NXT and NXT UK, because, Mm. I mean... I'm uh, not too sure how you get direct to NXT UK. I'm not sure we've actually had anybody go direct to NXT UK no. to the main roster just yet. People, um, we haven't Dunn, even Pete had Dunn, anyone from NXT.
1: Team. We've had very few people from NXT even UK even go to NXT. Aye,
3: so so Pete Dunn appeared on um, on Raw when it was in Manchester, I believe it was. Did, uh, he do uh, suffi- did Pete Dunn do Survivor Series or was that when he was in NXT? That was in NXT, but Walter did Survivor Series.
5: Yeah, Michael um,
3: but, NXT UK, yeah. Uh, the, the names that would instantly spring to mind would be people that are holding championships because it'd be your Kaylee Reyes, it'd be Walter, maybe it'd be Tyler Bate, maybe Jordan Devlin because he was on NXT, he's not been on NXT UK since, maybe that'd be a name, but I don't really know who else you put. Like, I'd love to see Gallus there, but again, I don't know how feasible that is because they're still having weaving yet on NXT UK. Everybody, yeah, I
2: think, Gallus would, be an, would be in Gallus. Sh- Gallus would be interesting to see coming in alongside Drew as a fact.
1: We've got oh, we but Gallus Taylor Bate would surely, because I mean, British Strong Style were always the big one that they loved. M- must I have asked Taylor
3: Bate and I said no essentially this week, but I mean, that normally means <laughs> so. <laughs> um So NXT UK, well, but let's put straight in there, you know, we'll just get a great on one. Let's put in I mean, one of the first ones that came to my mind as well was Noam Dar, but he's been there and then, I mean, he got used quite well and then he shifted to 205 Live and then back to NXT UK. So it's it's an odd one. You know, for what I I mean, you'll hear it in the Alexander Wolfe chat, but for what I gather, a lot of people are quite happy in NXT UK. Tyler Bate told me he's happy there, but obviously, you know, it was a WWE interview, so he's going to say that regardless. But Alexander Wolfe told me that not only Walter, is a name that doesn't want to move to the states, but Ilya Dragunov doesn't want to move to the states. Was a, a name he mentioned. Mm. So, uh, really interests me. NXT obviously hunnels a talent, so they could put anybody up, especially for the women's division, and still be fine. Well, Some tag yeah. teams would be needed. But well, NXT they, UK, need to, they need tag
2: teams. That's for sure. I mean, I'm going to put it out there, but Johnny
3: Gargano just dropped the title. I mean, I every I, I keep saying every takeover that he loses a match. I'm like. Gargano's got a big gone yeah. there, so
0: I'm yeah. going to be
3: right one of these times. <laughs> but, I just think Daniel, you know, with Daniel Bryan not on the,
2: the roster anymore, there's room ah, for yeah. a wrestler like Daniel Bryan up on, on the main roster. Whether Gargano, because he's always, you know, we've always said, oh, he's an NXT lifer and all that sort of stuff. And whether he'd want
1: to move up, but I mean... Whether or not he gets the choice. Like, yeah. I don't think it's, I don't think, they get, I don't think Vince comes to you and he'd be like, how do you fancy appearing on Raw tomorrow night, kid? Oh no, Uncle Vince! I don't fancy that. Okay, Johnny, I'll maybe come back next. When <laughs> we come to the big leagues, I think is probably a more appropriate yeah. phrase. yeah. No, I listen. He's like, you
2: say he's dropped the title there, but whether he come up is like with Austin Theory and the whole way come up together or what happens there, who knows? But that's certainly there's there's a chance. I guess there's a chance, but we shall wait with bated breath over the next couple of weeks to see what comes of that. Gary, thank you for uh, the news and the breaking news this
3: week. Very exciting. Yep. Going to be interesting to see what the news is next week. You're all commentator. And then two weeks later, we can say we've been sacked again.
2: So hey, that's it for this week's Mark. We've been back for a week. I've certainly enjoyed myself. There's been goldfish chat. There's been who would be a or face when it comes to wine. Um, lots of good chat this week and uh, chippy sauce debate as well. Rages on. Salt and sauce. division. Eurovision we've had it all this week we've had it all. Uh, let's get back to the rest and let's talk a double nothing pay-per-view is happening this weekend are you staying up for it Alex or are you going to watch uh, on- I've got a Monday off it's a fucking back- oh so bad fucking.
1: He was me burying AEW for all their Sunday night ah, shows and he's me just casually got a fucking Monday off so yes that's be- what i just done two years ago I swapped
3: my late shift for a 6am start for getting double oh. nothing on-, <laughs> on Sunday <laughs>
2: Nightmare, nightmare. I want wonder there would potentially oh no, I'm I was gonna say I'm away this weekend because we we're gonna say potentially there could be a watch-along, but then fuck that because I'm away all weekend and I'll be burst. Um so sorry, no watch along for double or nothing, but we will give you our predictions. Uh let's start off. Um, uh, but the Battle Royale, um, which has got lots of people in it, uh, Christian Cage, Matt seidel Powerhouse Hobbs. Penta, LZ, Ron Miedo, uh, Jungle Boy, Matt Hardy, Mark Quinn, Isaiah Casty, The Blade, Iwono, e. Colt Cabana, Preston Vance, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., Max Castor, Anthony Bones, QT Marshall, Nick Comerato, Dustin Rhodes, Lee Johnson, and someone that's TBC. Alex, anyone you're picking from
1: that to win it, Christian Cage would be the immediate Cage option. or Penta, because Penta's been having a, fair, having a fair run at the moment, and they seem to like to give this to a big star or they will just have someone completely new turn up and win, which seems to be the the Battle Royal uh booking shtick in AAW currently.
3: is Can it Maggie, t- a prediction that's not a winner? So on commentary for this is Paul White, Hank the Mystery Guy, Shaquille O'Neal, and Hank we're gonna get the face down after oh, the face up oh, after
1: Oh, I like that. Yeah, but is this is this, have they not announced this to be on the pre-show though, or is this main card? That might be I think the pre-show. Maybe I'm the window, <laughs> nothing pre-show. I think this might be pre-show. Oh,
2: a shame. It's a t- title shot for the winner, isn't it? The ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So, um, oh no, if it's on the pre-show, shoot, it's not going to be Shaq then. But what a shout that is, Gary
1: Cassidy! Aye. Uh t- It might t- not be on the pre-show. I'm just, I think they did this on the pre-show last year. It, it would
3: make sense. It normally is. But again, if it, if they are going to do something big, I mean, it shouldn't be on the pre-show if it's for a title shot. <laughs> so, uh, the main thing.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, st- the card is stacked. I mean, let's go to the TNT Championship: Miro versus Lance Archer. Miro's, Miro's got
3: to retain you can't I mean how much would people moan like fuck if he ends up losing the title <laughs> his first defence yeah that that must be the biggest the two biggest guys AW
2: have had in a match between each other in the promotion. they had
1: Archer versus
2: Brody, did they not uh, yeah I part? guess did. Oh, I, 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 they did have that but Miro versus Lance Archer that is going to be good but yeah Miro retains there um Inner Circle versus the Pinnacle. is another stadium stampede match! Um, which was... Br- the thing, the problem with it is because the first one was so bloody good and there was so many spots that really in it of, what are they going to do with this one that's going to make it different? Um, and who do we think is winning?
1: I think this might be a little bit more grounded than the last one. This might be just live-action, hardcore match in the stadium or something along those lines, and it might be a lot less cinematic. Or... They might just go full cinematic and if they do i'm totally down for it actually i think this is one of the ones you could get away with it because it is a ridiculous match concept in itself
3: yeah i'm wondering if they go partly cinematic but that's i mean considering the production issues i'd be wary of that um but i, I have no idea what to expect for this because cinematic where a crowd has its criticisms and obviously we've got a i believe a sold out daily's place so, is it sold out? Is it full, yeah, capacity? I so. uh, full capacity? I think. Wow, hold out within like 18 minutes. That's mm. incredible. I didn't realize
2: the America were back to full capacity. Jesus, probably just forward yeah. right enough because they're not.
1: Um, right, okay, then. So, pinnacle or inner circle, who have we got? I think this could be the end of the uh, inner circle. I thought they would have disbanded after blood and guts. I think this is just a final nail in the coffin, personally.
2: Okay. That would make
3: sense, wouldn't it? It would have to be. I mean, you don't 50 50 this because then what comes next?
2: <laughs> do we do we have a, one of them joining the pinnacle like a Sammy Guevara or something? Uh, Join. I don't
1: think you need to. I think you want to kiss. I think this will be another longer term Jericho write off. But I thought they were going to write Jericho off with his arm. So I mean, there's obviously going to be a big moment on Friday Night Dynamite this week where Jericho rips off his cast in some way and probably attacks MJF with it. So yeah, um, Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. It's Page versus Cage. Page to win and go for a, a three rounds. Go for a go for a decider between the two. I reckon. Ah, that would make sense. again, this is uh,
3: that's one of those ones where I'm like, both men could do where I win. I mean, I know that both. Well, see, argue, strongly, I,
1: like but... the, the 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 page losing to Cage was the first time I've seen Paige lose since Paige lost to ah, Omega, uh, and before uh, that in his tag match. Like that's the only times you've ever really seen him lose. So,
2: right, go on, page then. Probably page. I page page. Okay, Cody Rhodes versus Anthony
3: Ogogo ogogo has got to win. He got to. Aye. Don't, to. don't, don't, I mean, I, I hate the word "buried," but like, don't bury the guy before he gets off the ground. A, you need, you kind of need him to be beaten. Cody legitimize him.
1: Do we think we see a Cody Rhodes heel turn, Alex? We could do. We could see that, but there's, there's too much. It's, it's Anthony Ogogo with the factory. So there's too much. There's too much QT Marshall shenanigans that will no doubt go on in the middle of this. So I don't think it'll be a clean victory, but Ogogo should win this.
2: Okay, we talked about it earlier on the chat women's championship match. Shida versus Britt Baker is it's it's only going one way with this one. I mean, I'd be shocked. I'd be shocked if Shida held it cuz she's had it for so long. And Britt Baker's been phenomenal. Um,
1: Congrats on the year to Shida though. It's been a good year. And yeah. I think what Britt said in the sit down interview with JR was that she was like, "Yeah, Shida has held this division together for the last year in good honor, but it's time for a change." <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, yeah I nope. agree with Britt.
3: The one thing that I'm thinking we might get, and I guess it might be the dynamite after, is I think we'll get Thunder Rosa challenging Britt Baker for the for the Women's Championship since she's got a win over her. I mean, unsanctioned win, but she's got a win over her. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it's got to be Britt Baker. It would be a huge mistake if they didn't put it on Britt Baker.
2: The the thing is, I mean, we're looking at the, the two big championship matches, the Women's Championships, which you're all thinking are obvious. The men's championship is pretty obvious as well because you've got Kenny versus Orange Cassidy versus Pack.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't thing. mind if they had Pack pin Orange Cassidy and get it off Kenny that way, but I don't think it's coming off Kenny. I, I, nah. I mean, they're not going to take the... Uh, well, it's catch 22 because they can't have somebody pin him in Impact before he gets pinned in AEW. But at the same time, you, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's it's such a difficult circumstance for him to have well, they've got him with the title when he's holding other titles the one we are in it is to have you know the other two guys pin each other but I Kenny Obega's going to win yeah
2: Alex agreed yeah totally agreed totally agreed yeah no, there we go uh, it's a pretty stack card That you've that, missed the match as well have I missed what, what's been announced the young bucks versus the wild thing ah right sorry I missed that
1: which is actually the one title match that I think could go the other way I don't think it will go the other way but you could see I could see Moxley and Kingston walking out with the belts I could see it happening yeah. for all three of the title matches anyway yeah.
3: That is that, least
1: that. predictable
3: yeah, that, that, uh, yeah even more big Moxley should be taking some time off It's a a bit of time, man. Come on, go spend time with your family, (laughs) and then come back. When is
1: the baby? Oh, can I can I quickly put over my man Max Caster for the Renee Paquette (laughs) joke he made on his entrance, (laughs) and then (laughs) (laughs) Bowen's afterwards. What? She just wants us on the podcast. Uh, Yeah, it was good. That
2: that was good. All right, so yeah, good stat card. That'll be a great pay per view. Um, So enjoy that if you're watching it. I, I will watch it hungover probably on the Monday. Um, Alex, you're going to be staying up watching it, so you enjoy that. So sure, um, I'll
1: do I'll do my usual drunken review on come Tuesday, where I remember fuck all of the actual wrestling. So
2: fantastic, good, good. So expect that next week. Alex's drunken review of uh, Double or Nothing on next week's show. Uh, in the meantime, that's it for this week. Uh, get us on Apple, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast, and please leave a review for us. We would love your reviews. Um, it gets us up the charts. I don't know what it. Does with the algorithms but if you rate review give us five stars we'd really appreciate that and uh, remember Rab Gradle back on Friday with the main show this week on the list of Wrestling Daft it got voted it was the closest vote we've ever had because we went put best cage matches because Hell in the Cell was kind of on the way for quite a few pa- cage matches recently uh, against best belts because Gradle was such a belt mark and it was the best belts that, that won it and we should say the Winged Eagle belt is oh. banned.
3: We, <laughs> oh, right, Okay. banned. Right, so Winged Eagle for, for you, Gary, clearly. Uh I, I, I love one underrated one, I think I know a lot of people weren't big on it. I love the white intercontinental championship. Yep. Right.
1: Even even the modern iteration was beautiful. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. Alex, yeah, what are you going are you Winged Eagle as well? no i'm i love the I, I love the now old iwgp world heavyweight title the one they put in the bin for the iwgp world divas title so i'm still recovering after that first
2: right okay okay so that's what you have to choose from on the list of wrestling that remember get signed up to our patreon appreciate that as well patreon.com forward slash wrestling that lots of extra content up there bonus podcasts video versions of the show all that jazz and there's t-shirts to be bought as well This merch to be bought we do that because we're a wrestling podcast obviously shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft um boys um have a good weekend uh what is up to anything exciting you'll be watching aew double nothing alex gary i suspect you're probably doing the same
3: Aye I'm, I've made the mistake I'm working at 6am but if I get on the media scrums I'll stay up and, and watch it and then do they knackered and go all the way through again but uh, aye apart from that nothing going for some food on friday because we're not lockdown yet not in lockdown
1: yet so you guys yeah, prepare are, prepare for lockdown next week be, don't be, in be so
2: negative I know you guys are stuck in Glasgow it won't be long till you're in the bliss of life. called
1: Indian variants of Covid Mr. Vaccination
2: <laughs> i know I'm, I'm fully vaxxed up now as well so i feel immortal yeah
1: you took double dose i,
2: I need to wait for the double dose i've not yeah. had the double dose yet but anyway and um, listen uh take care of yourself uh, and we will see you on the next one until that point keep marking out
0: audio frontier it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win